everybody. Thank you for joining um, the Let's Talk Parenting podcast once again. We are here with our guest, Mr. Charles E. Daniels, and um, this is the second of our interviews. Last time we talked about questions about getting started. Who should think about starting a business? What are the things that you should think about in starting a business? This time, we're going to go into a little bit more of the formality of starting a business. What does that look like on a legal basis? What are some of the things that you should do? So, um, Charles, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us again. And for those who don't know you, if you'll give, yourself, give a little introduction, I would greatly appreciate it. Yes, my name is uh, Charles Daniels, and I'm happy to be a part of your show again. In regards to myself, I consider myself to be a very optimistic encourager. I believe in encouraging people into believing and seeing that the possibilities for them are non-ending and the power to do whatever it is that they desire to do is within them. And the only thing they need to do is believe in it and then take the steps necessary in order to give it life. So I encourage people, and I feel that by doing so, I also encourage my myself. I really appreciate that. I like that. So, Charles, um, we talked last time about if I'm a somebody who's working for someone else, and I'm thinking about the possibility of going to work for myself. We talked about doing some investigation. We talked about do, taking some time and really thinking about what it is that we can do, um, interviewing certain people, talking to people who were in the business and getting some information. So now let's say I'm a person, uh, you know, I, I've done all the things we've talked about, um, but now I'm ready to make my business into a legal entity. What does that take? Um, who should I talk to? Where do I go to, to look into starting to make my business uh, more than a hobby? Well, the first thing I would suggest would be to be sure within yourself in regards to what it is that you are desiring to do. Have a clear vision of that in your mind so there wouldn't be any doubt on your part in regards to once you actually start the process. And have a love for what it is you're seeking, and then what you're going to do would give you more strength in actually stepping up, doing the things that are, that are necessary. The process is not that not that difficult. It's just the process of primarily your name. To consider what are you going to name your business. Now I've learned that in business forming, the best thing to do is to keep it personal. Don't go out and try to create a name for your company. Let you be your company's name. And everything that you do within that company is designated in your name. For example, I consider myself Charles E. Daniels, Inc. And everything that I do to address that, I address it in that manner. 
companies fold, and if your information is locked within that company, then that information stays there, and it would be very difficult for you to get it back. Uh, so if you do it with your name, then that information is free and clear, and it's yours, and if something happens with the company that you're dealing with, then you don't, you don't lose it. So that's, business name is important. That's really important, Doc. I mean, I think about Prince, you know, and what happened to him because he did everything under the name Prince. But when something, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but he had to for a while be the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, so I, I think that's a really good and important point. Yes, uh, and a lot of times we stray away from our names because we've been taught to make something flashy, you know, out there. But even with your name, you have to be careful also as the fact because there might be some other people with your name or with the same name. But once you get the process started, you're going to check with the Secretary of State database to see if that name is clear. And if it is, then you're going to do what's necessary now to formulate it for you to get the first step in motion. I love that. Okay, so somebody has, so I get the first step is the name, and then I'm sure that uh, what you, you were saying, check, check with the Secretary of State in your state to find out if, your na if that name is clear. And so I've seen on the site, you know, to register your name, even if your business isn't up and running yet, that you should, that if you're planning on using that, that you should register your name. Do you recommend that? Well, yes. Well, you're going to register with the Secretary of State, and you're going to run a comprehensive national and local name search to ensure that it's clear. Normally, if you're going to deal with a website type, function, normally what they would do, they would take your name and they would pretty much run it through to make sure that it's not duplicated. And if it is, then they would do something in order to let you somewhat utilize a portion of your name, but your name would be, name would be there. But once you clear it, then you just move on to your next step. What is that next step, Charles? A business plan or a business strategy. Okay. So now, I once you, what is explain what a business plan is, what are the elements of a business plan? Who do I go to if I want to write a business plan? Well, as we go through this, I'm going to attempt to place one thing in your thinking. We live in an age now that information is is there. Even the things that we feel that we don't know, we can go to the Internet now, and they will give us a step-by-step -step how to in regards to whatever it is we are trying to find out about anything that we are doing. And that even applies to a business plan. You know, what is your business all about? What are you trying to accomplish from it? And they would 
pretty much stretch that thing out for you that you can develop a plan that would be centered around what's involved and what you are going to be doing. Now, I also said a business strategy, which to me is basically about the same. Your daily activity in putting this together, uh, you still have to have a time, just like you go to your traditional nine to five. You have a time to be there, and you have some idea in regards to what your day is going to focus on. And you have to do the same thing and the same type of planning for yourself. Set a starting time and an ending time. Place in there exactly what your steps of operation is going to be. Now, like I said, from a business perspective, whatever that applies to, you would go on the Internet and you would find it and you would then look those things up and begin to put them in line with what your plans are for your activities to get you off the ground and to be consistent in doing what needs to be done. In forming a business, the consistency is important. You have to be accountable the same as you would have to be accountable on the job that you go to daily. You're going to have to be equally as accountable to yourself to ensure that what's being done is being done so that you can achieve your results and be patient. Now, I call this my my cap theory, consistency, accountability, and patience. It's not going to happen overnight, so you're going to have to have a lot of patience. Things are going to come up that might be discouraging, but you're going to have to stay strong and believe in what you're doing and just continually do it. And then it'll get to the point where it'll just become just like you go to work every day. You look forward to going, and you do what's necessary to keep the flow of it going. The only difference now is the fact that you are in charge of you and no one else. Your success or your failure is in your court at this particular time. And your question would have to be, am I willing to give me 150% of my effort to make this work for me? Just like I gave 150% to some other company to make it work for them. So a mind change, a mindset change is going to be critically important. I get that. Um, so do you have, I mean, you said that anything is available on the Internet. So do you have any sites or anything that you send people to to, um, to help them, you know, to create well, a plan? Normally, yeah. well, normally what I would do, I would refer you to Google, and then you just type in what it is that you're attempting to find. And you get loads of information in in that vein. Yes, you can get information from other people, but it's stronger to me in regards to if you're taking the time yourself to build that information up for yourself. It's almost like going to the gym. You know, no one can exercise for you. You have to get there and do the exercises for yourself to get the strength that you're after. And the same principle is going to have to apply, in my opinion, to the information that you're seeking. Because what you're seeking is unique to you, and you know exactly what it is that you're trying to do. 
And yes, you can get information from others, but you take the initiative and put in the strength to do what's necessary to make it work for you. Okay. Um, I will say, though, and I get what you're saying, but I think there are people out there who need a little more support and a little more help than that. So uh, there are things that I know of that I would suggest, and since we're having this conversation, I'll, I'll just share those with you. Um, there's a lady, um, her name is Rhonda Abrams, and she is one of the foremost authorities on writing business plans in the U.S., and she has a book called How to Write a Business Plan in a Day. And um, I used her book to write my first nonprofit uh, business plan, um, and then I went to the Small Business Administration and I took it to them, and the gentleman looked it over, and he said to me, the SBA does not do um, business loans for, for nonprofit businesses. But I wish they did, because your business plan is the best business plan that's ever come across my desk. So um, obviously she knows what she's doing. Um, I kind of, sure. you know, I just kind of used her book and she had a lot of examples in that book, and I just, I pretty much plagiarized what she wrote. So what she wrote in a section, I just took what I knew I was doing, and I tweaked it so that it, it meant what, it, it was what I needed. And um, sure. uh, so that was, that was really good. Once you're done, it, it, going to the Small Business Administration uh, is a good thing to do because they can look it over for you. And then they can also... Uh, if there are SBA loans available. Um, I think a lot of people know about that now because of COVID, the SBA had a lot of, uh, had a lot of stuff they were doing. So the Small Business Administration is a great resource for people who are looking to start their own businesses. Um, So those are the the resources that I would suggest in addition to the internet, as you said, uh, finding those kinds of things. so what else besides registering with the state and having a business plan? What's the, what's the next step after that? Well, the incorporation, as far as your business name is concerned, uh, and here again, uh, I also went to the Internet again to make sure that I'm having the information that I, you know, to share. If you're forming a business and, and not planning on incorporating or forming an LLC in in the near future. Uh, register your name with the state, as we indicated already. And this is a this is known as a filing a D a DBA they uh, listed it. Doing business as and you put whatever the business is. And by filing a DBA, you'll be legally able to use your business name and ensure that no one else can use take that name and use it. So that's why I'm saying it's important to actually look some of these things up and at the same token know exactly what it is that that we're doing. And if someone was working with me, then we would be going through these steps together and we would be going over it together so that once it's being finalized, 
you should have no doubt in regards to what you're doing and what the people are receiving. Okay. The next thing you would do, you would file for a tax number, tax ID number. And that's important because you don't want to be giving your Social Security number the number of times that you might have to be providing a number. And this tax number would be become your Social Security number. And whatever comes up now, instead of using your Social Security, you would provide the tax information number. And it goes as far as your filing for your income tax uh, would be utilizing that tax number also. Okay. Now, I think it's one thing that's important that we, we, we tell people is that your, your Social Security number is for your personal stuff. So if you, you is Jack Smith, you still have to file personal taxes. But you, can all, you will also file business taxes under jacksmith.com. So Correct. those are two different things. So make sure that, you know, your, your TIN, your tax identification number, is used for the business and not for your personal stuff and vice versa. Okay, Correct. so now I've got my name registered. I've got, um, I've got my business plan written. I've got my tax identification number. Now what, I, what do I do? Now you're going to check to see if you need any local permits. Uh, we used an example the last week in regards to baking cookies. Uh, being that it's food involved, then I feel we need to be concerned in regards to are there any things that I need to know in regards to preparing the foods? Are there any things that permits or anything that I need to acquire as a result of uh, of doing what I'm going to be doing, and if they are, then make sure that we go ahead and get those things done and get them out of the way. So okay. that here again, that's in knowing your business and exactly what it is that you're going to be doing, and then we can find those places that are necessary in order for you to uh, be in agreement with what the system is requiring. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, and then, okay, so... After we do that and we figured out, uh, you know, going back to the cookie thing, I, I can't make cookies at home and sell them. I have to have a commercial kitchen. Um, I found a commercial kitchen that I can rent by the hour. So I'm going to rent it for this many hours a week uh, based on my business. So now, now I've got my business. I've got everything in order so that I can start selling. What's next? Well, keep in mind also your purpose for doing what you're, you're doing. Sometimes we can get started into something, and let's say that my intent was to ensure that I'll be able to spend more time with my kids or be able to vacation more. And if that's the plan, then you don't want to get yourself caught into something that's going to take that away from you because your goal would be to actually have the time to be able to do or spend better time with your kids. So you don't want to lose sight of your your goals. And that's why I was going to bring up a question in regards to which which is more important, the business or your goals. And once we begin to think about the question, then we begin to realize that it's really not the business. 
is more so my goal. So once I set them, I have to be in a position to make sure that they're being accomplished, and it takes money uh, to do that. So we work toward the accomplishment of the goal, and what we're doing now is to ensure that we're doing what's needed in order to assure that the goal that we are reaching is reached. Okay, so going back to starting with why. Why am I doing this? What, are, what is the end result that I want? And making sure that I'm keeping that forefront in my head. And, and that's correct because what happens once we, once we lose it, then the desire for doing it is not there. And I'm still not fulfilling my desire to be able to do for the kids the things that I really want to do for the kids. So we don't want to lose sight of the goal. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so one of the things I heard um, and one of the business things that I was doing is that if, you, if your business doesn't have a tax ID number and if your business doesn't have a, a business account, then you're not really in business. So at what point does somebody go and open up a business account? Well, I would say as soon as I get a thought in regards to that I want to do this and it's really sealed in that I'm going to do this, then I would feel that you can go and do what's necessary to get all the legal stuff out of the way because you are going to do this. And once that's done, you can begin to step into the act of actually doing what you say that you desire to do. Even for income tax purposes, once you decide, then whatever your location within your home that you're utilizing, once it's measured, then that's tax deductible. And even with some of your appliances, and to know all of this ahead of time would be great. So I would suggest that as soon as you find out and you sincerely know that this is what you want to do, then go ahead and start your processes for getting those type of things done. And then once you step out to start actually doing it, then everything is covered and nothing will come back to, to, to kick you in the face. <laughs> it's always nice to have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Um, That's cool. So, so Okay, so that really sounds like um, relatively easy. So from what I'm hearing you say is, okay, figure out what you want to do, get some investigation, do some research. Now that you know what you want to do, you need to then turn around and uh, get your get your business name. Find out what your business name is going to be, and you recommend uh, that it be as close to your name as possible. Then go into uh, getting your tax identification number, opening your business account, doing your uh, doing your business plan, and getting all everything in steps and in order. So knowing that if I'm if if I'm cooking there's some certain things that I have to figure out. If I'm doing hair, there's some certain things that I have to figure out. So depending on what business you are, find out what those things are and get those things in place. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. Okay. You uh, know, and I feel in this, the, the most difficult thing is to stay yourself positive in regards to what's being done 
because it's not going to be that easy, but it don't have to be difficult either. And, yes, depending upon what you're doing, there are going to be things that's going to come up that's going to make you want to quit and make you want to stop. And you're going to have to be strong enough to say, no, I'm going to do this. And regardless of what, I'm going to complete this. And just stay on course with your thought and give it the life that you're wanting to give it so that it become the reality that you're seeking. Okay. Uh, do you have any tips for helping people with that? You know, because, you know, we, like you said, we're going to come across things that are going to discourage us. So are there any anything that you have your clients do to help them keep that why in front of them? Are there any tools that um, somebody can use to keep themselves encouraged? The, the stay in tune with positive people. An exercise that I used a lot and still use, I would go and stand in front of a mirror and have conversation with myself. I feel that there are two natures in mankind, and one is the human and one is the spiritual. And a lot of times we allow the human to take charge, and we put the spiritual on the back seat. And my stand would be that go inside, look in the mirror, talk to yourself, and enhance that inner greatness that's in each of us and allow that inner greatness to say, okay, we're going to make this happen. And the more you do that and the more you talk to yourself, that inner person gets stronger and you become stronger in what you're seeking. That is awesome. And you know what? I think that's a good place to end our conversation uh, because I really think that that's something that people really need to think about. So, Charles, please um, share with folks how they can get in touch with you because I think that uh, after this conversation, there's probably going to be a lot of people who say, okay, I know what I, I want to do, and, and let me talk Charles because I'm ready to go. 2021 is my year. So how do they get in touch with you? Well, as I indicated earlier, I utilize my complete name, Charles E. Daniels, I-N-C, at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email, and I will definitely get back in touch with you. Charles, thank you so much for taking this time to chat with us and to help us really look at getting ourselves ready to, to, be in, to, to be in business. I am excited for all of the people who are listening to these podcasts and are getting themselves mentally and emotionally ready to take this on. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Let's Talk Parenting, a podcast that is part of Parent Teachers and Advocates Incorporated. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.